Welcome to Reality Tea Times 2, the podcast where we discuss all the trash reality TV we love to hate. I'm Tanika, and today we're going to be discussing the Golden Wedding. Now, I wasn't intending on doing like a full recap of this. It's going to be kind of like a 50-50 recap because there's certain things I'm not going to talk about, but some of the more highlights, obviously, I'm going to be talking about. But a lot happens in these two hours that I was not expecting. Um, It's been a while, obviously, since we've seen a wedding. We haven't seen one since Molly and What's-His-Face. which was years ago. So I forgot what usually the format is for this. So yeah, I, this is why we're going to be doing a full recap of, of the golden wedding, have some thoughts in there as well. And uh, yeah. So before we hop into that though, we're going to do a little hot goss. So I'm going to do the more bachelor themed hot goss on this episode. So, so I guess as we kind of already know, obviously from watching this episode, um, all is good. We're on the other side of it, but in case there are people out there who didn't watch the golden wedding, didn't know that this was happening, uh, or just don't have the details on it. Leslie, who was Gary's other half of the two um she was in the hospital she said she spent her 65th birthday uh in the emergency room she had suffered a severe from severe cramping and what was ultimately a bowel blockage so she ended up uh letting her followers know on Instagram where she has a she has quite a bit of followers, but she has done a video and I'm just going to kind of say what she said in the video. So quote, hi everybody. If you are wondering what I did for my 65th birthday, I spent it in the hospital. Yes, I had a bowel blockage, severe cramping, came into the ER and they saw that I had this blockage. So she went on to reveal that her doctors told her she needed surgery and urged others experiencing severe stomach issues to not wait 12 hours to go to the hospital like she did. So I 100% agree with that. I haven't had a blockage per se, but I have definitely, I think I've mentioned on the podcast before, I did have um, a kidney stone attack. I've had two, the last one being late 2022. Um, Right? 2022? Yeah, late 2022. And yeah, it, it that was a whole different situation. The pain's a little, I don't know what pain she was experiencing. It's probably more abdominal. For me, my pain was more on the side, traveling up my back. It feels like the pain is abdominal, but it probably isn't. And um, it's very sharp pain. So if you think you're okay, nothing's wrong, you think everything is normal, it it might not be. So, you know, with me and the kidney stones were, it was that pain and that shit happens when you're passing the stone. Um, 
So it's painful, even though like this teeny tiny little thing, because my kidney stones were very teeny tiny, tiny enough that I didn't have to do surgery. It was just a matter of waiting for it to pass. Um, it's it, it's so painful. <laughs> 10 out of 10 don't recommend. I really don't. I do not recommend having a kidney stone if you can avoid it. Um, so yeah, it, it definitely, I love this message that she gave is you just never know what you, your body could be experiencing. So she went on to say that it was something so random. It was actually scar tissue from when I had an, uh, she had her appendix removed. I can't pronounce the type of surgery. Anyway, she had that removed when she was 18 years old. So it was scar tissue, which I've, that, yes, I've had family members where that's happened too. I actually just had a family member recently where that happened. Um, so she says that, um, so happy new year. She goes on to say, I think I'm getting out today, which she did. She got out, um, uh, she got out enough time to go to the wedding, um, so she's like, it's, it's, she's been in there since Wednesday morning and I get to go home to my dog and I'm very excited. Um, so that's, that's basically it. That's it for, um, Leslie. So then there's another more bachelor themed situation that's going on. And that is that there's been some hate, some insinuate, not insinuations, but, um, assumptions that's the right word that something is going down between caitlin and uh and uh what uh taisha's ex-fiance so here's the story caitlin ended up throwing a new year's eve party over the new year's eve weekend um, where she invited, you know, fellow Bachelor Nation and other reality TV people. Um, but on New Year's Day, she ended up having to take to her Instagram stories to address some hate and backlash for her party. So she says, you would think by now I'd be used to the hate. I'm not. Your words hurt. Your shaming hurts. She also adds that she feels a little sad for those who have slammed her online, adding, quote, it's actually scary and I know looking inward might be even scarier for you, but the bullying is next level. You're allowed to have opinions and feelings, but you don't even know the truth. So she, to me, it feels like we're kind of beating around the bush here. I'll put my thoughts in this a little bit, but she kind of goes on to then say, please feel ashamed of yourselves for treating someone this way who you don't know. I did not kill someone. I had a party with some of my favorite people. So there is like a screenshot of her stories. It's a little small, but I will post this um, because I'm sure it's gone now off of hers. I'll post this to our social media so you can take a look at it. Um. So just a little background with everything. So this party that was done was at her home in Nashville. Um, she had stars like Blake, Zach, who is Tasha's 
ex-fiance. She also had someone from Thunder Vanderpump Rules, who named Katie Maloney. I don't watch Vanderpump Rules, although I'm up in the whole scan of all of it all, but I don't watch the show. Um, so she, yeah, so this person was also there. So as mentioned, Zach was Tasha's ex. Um, but as we know, they broke up in 2021. And now Tasha is now dating someone by the name of, I'm probably going to butcher this guy's last name, but his name is Luke Gullbranson. Gullbranson? I think I got it. Um, so, although she doesn't actually talk about Zach in her Instagram story, so that's what I mean by she's kind of beating around the bush a little bit, that is like, okay, either address the reason that people are kind of throwing hate at you, or don't address anything at all. I don't disagree with her saying y'all need to back the fuck off and look into yourself before you come attack people you don't fucking know. I agree with that. But at the end of the day, you are a person who's out there. You haven't like you you haven't you didn't go away once the show your season was over. You went on and did other things. You went to do Dancing with Stars. You went to do your podcast. You did like you're very much a person who's still in the limelight. So unfortunately, with that comes people who are going to have opinions. And comes people who are going to have questions. And if something happened at this party that was captured in videos or pictures with Zach, then maybe address them. Or address them whether you're telling the truth or you're lying just address them and you didn't which to me makes me think that well is there something going on now usually while reading this i'm like who gives a shit really and truly like who gives a shit we all know people in bachelor nation the people we've seen on these shows date each other or whatever the issue is though and i forget this is that Tasha and Caitlin are friends. They're close. So I think a lot of us can agree as a quote-unquote girl code situation, you don't date your friend's ex. That's kind of pushing it. So maybe this is more about either A, nothing happened and there's nothing for her to address, or two, she's trying to self-preserve. Maybe Zach is also trying to self-preserve. We don't know where he lands on all of this. And doesn't want to make herself look shitty. Because Caitlyn has made herself look shitty in the past. Which is probably why she's not one of my favorite people of Bachelor Nation. Um, Because there's just some things that, you know, whatever. She's not one of my favorites. I don't dislike her. But she's just not one that I follow past that. Um... But, yeah, it's it's interesting that she just doesn't address that. That's Those are my thoughts on that. She does continue to say on her stories, I wish I could just share my truth and tell you my side. It's hard to bite my dang tongue sometimes. But you're not. You know what I mean? You're actually not saying 
anything about anything. You're just kind of beating around the bush a little bit. But see each their own, I guess, right? So that's it for the Bachelor-themed hot goss for, for this. I'm sure we'll have more. Especially with Joey season coming soon. So let's get into the reason that we are here. So the golden wedding. So again, as mentioned at the top of the episode, we are going to be kind of talking about like some of those in-between segments um, that happened between the wedding and stuff. There's going to be some highlights that I'll talk about that happens like in the the actual, you know, cocktail hour kind of situation that they had before the wedding started. We'll talk about certain things that happened in there. I'm not going to get, a, I'm not going to go ahead just in case you didn't watch the episode. Um, there is one segment that I don't talk about. I'll address it when we get there, but, um, so this is going to be somewhat of an abridged version of a recap, but let's get into it. So, we are live from La Quinta Resorts. Um, Jesse kind of mentions here in the beginning that he might have to dip out because, well, his wife is due to deliver in any fucking second. So he might have to leave because of it. Now, spoiler alert, he doesn't have to leave at any point during the two hours. Um, so he's there. Um, so wife did not go into labor, but he does mention again, like if I do have to dip out, at least we have some help. And that is Kathy and charity are also going to be kind of like a red carpet situation and interviewing people that they, you know, they happen to see who come in. So with that, Jesse talks with Ellen and we see that Ellen is actually wearing the earrings that Gary had given her during their one-on-one. Um, so good for her. Um, then um, we end up seeing, oh, before we go to that, Ellen does mention that she actually went on her very first date since I guess being on the show. So she's like, watch out. She's, you know, she's going out there. So good for her. Um, so then we go to a clip where we see Gary and Teresa's first Christmas together with their families coming together. Um, he's wearing this really, really god awful Christmas sweater. Has, like I've seen a Christmas sweater before. It's kind of like red and green, and it has some tinsel, and then it hangs like Christmas balls on it. It was god awful but um we kind of see kind of what looks like a deja vu moment where he's playing soccer with her grandsons again he sits them down on that picnic table and he talks to them about like you know i really like your grandma and do you think i can marry her and one of the grandsons right not sure if he saw before maybe we didn't just remember but he's like we're kids, like, it's not up to us, you know, we like you, but it's not up to us whether or not you marry her grandma, 
good answer. So then we kind of see them after that, the whole family kind of playing um, this game with solo cups and marshmallows. So basically they put like solo cups on their hands and they have to kind of see like how many marshmallows they can get into their pile. For those who watch Lego Masters and who watch the Lego Masters Celebrity Edition that they always do now during Christmas, they had their second second year they did that. Um, it's kind of similar to when they had to make like car plow things and they had to like get these Lego snowballs into their section, except it was way harder. <laughs> so it's kind of like reminded me of that. Um, so then after they play this game, they are going to make some cinnamon balls, which was, for those who don't remember, was something Tony made during Christmas. It was a family tradition or something she did. So they're going, Gary's family is going to be teaching Teresa's family how cinnamon balls are created or made. And uh, they looked fantastic. It looked so good. I would just eat all of them. Maybe. But yeah, it looks so good. So then, um, you know, we hear that their registry, the wedding registry is on Amazon, which I didn't know Amazon had a wedding registry. Good to know um, for future. Uh, but yeah, I'm like, oh, okay, cool. Like, yeah. Um, and then we kind of see the dog is trying to eat some of the cinnamon balls because he also thinks they're fantastic looking. So that's basically it for the Christmas holidays. We kind of see them closing it off with them kissing under the mistletoe, which I looked like it didn't look pretty. They need a little more like, you know, mistletoe looking mistletoe, you know, you know, they have like bells and shit. Anyway, so that's that. Then we see Kathy is talking to Gary's daughter's. I thought, so I'm going to be talking about some of the looks too, um, of the main players here. I mean, everyone looked fantastic, but I'm going to be talking about the main players here. I thought his daughters looked incredible in what was given to them. They, their makeup was on point. I think Jenny's the one with the blonde hair. She looked incredible. She was great. Those dresses were fucking god-awful. I don't care what anyone has to tell me. The color... First of all, the color didn't work well with one daughter because of her skin complexion. It worked well with Jenny. I can't remember his other daughter's name now. It worked well with Jenny with her complexion. And then not only that, but then, like, it looked like it was too fucking, like, baggy in the top. And then you have, like, these weird little things that were just on the side of the dress on, on either side i didn't like the, the 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 ruffle type look that the dress i hated it i thought it was god awful as well my mom liked the top half i'm like i don't like any of it i think it was it was not they could have it could have been better and i'll get to why i think it could have been better because we see how it could have been better but they both, his daughters and then Teresa's daughter were wearing the same dress. So clearly they wanted to point out the daughters, but you could have pointed them out in a different dress because I, I just 
no. If you had to go with the color, fine, but no. Anyway. Um, then we see Leslie coming, and I'm like, oh, she's here. And she explains to Kathy, like, listen, let's move past. She doesn't actually say this, but basically what I think she's trying to say, like, yes, he's a fucking ass. He broke my heart and all this. But I was friends with Teresa. We supported each other in the house. So I'm here to support Teresa. I'm happy for both of them, you know, whatever. I have theories. We talked about this in length in the final episode with uh, with Meryl, but I I do wonder, which actually brings me to another thing that I don't think I mentioned here, but I'll mention it now because I, I think I had a hot gospel, but I'll mention it now. There was apparently right before the wedding happened, an article that came out that was insinuating that, are they going to walk down the aisle? Because... Well, apparently, Teresa wanted a prenup, and Gary took offense. But ultimately, she does marry him without the prenup. That says a lot with everything that's been said about him thus far, coming out of the finale. Um, So that's very interesting. Anyway, that's kind of that. Then... As Kathy and Charity are talking to Leslie, in comes my favorite man of all time, Ben Higgins, a.k.a. Indecisive Ben. I love him so much. Y'all don't even know. I love him so much. He's like, every time I see his face, my, my, my heart just lights up. I love him. Um, And he says to Leslie, listen, I like to dance. You like to dance. As we know, the song Prince wrote was about you because y'all fucked and, you know, let's cut up a rug after this thing. So they're going to do some dancing um, uh, uh, after the wedding. So we'll see. So there's that. Then we see Joey shows up after that. And I think, yeah, he was talking with Charity and Kathy. Um, so they're kind of just talking about, like, his journey that's going to be coming up and she, you know, Charity kind of says, like, I know the last time we saw each other was an AFR, but, you know, we did go to the bar after that, and we're all on good terms, and I hope everything goes well for you. Okay, bye! Um, so, then we are with on another scene now, and we see Gary and Teresa arriving at La Quinta Resorts to kind of go through how everything's going to look on the day. And the one thing that I'm going to mention here is that there's not a whole lot to talk about. There's flowers, there's shit everywhere. It's great. The one thing I'm going to mention here is the plates that they picked for the day. Also got awful. What the fuck? They were ugly as fuck. They were ugly as fuck. There's just so much more we could have done. First of all, I don't like the color green. That's just me. I know I'm weird, whatever. But I was like, what? Why? <laughs> anyway. And then they're also going to use um, gold forks, because why not? We're going to hit the nail on the head, right, with 
using gold forks because yeah. Um, and then we are with Kathy and Charity, and they are talking with um Edith and Joan, I think it was. Um uh, yeah, I think that's who who it is. Oh no, sorry, I think it was Wells. Am I there already? Yeah. So we do, there was another scene prior to this where we were with Edith and Joan, but then there was another scene where we're with like a whole bunch of people. We have like Edith and uh, I think there was, there was Kathy Charity, there was April, and then eventually like Nancy showed up. And then who is serving them? But none other than Wells, because why not? Right? So yeah, so there's kind of that we kind of have a little BIP kind of slipping in here a little bit. So it's great. Anyways, moving on, we are now in another scene here. So this was a little longer and we kind of find out here that Gary is going to go wedding band shopping. Teresa is going to go wedding dress shopping so this is what's going to be happening on, on both sides. So what we'll do is we'll, I'll tackle Gary's scene all at one time and then I'll do Teresa. So Gary is with Neil, of course, picking out wedding band. So he picks out this pretty, it's pretty wedding band for her. And then he ends up choosing, choosing this meteorite ring that has like white and then it's kind of has like gold or around the white like the white is the main part of the ring it's actually a very pretty ring um so he's like that's it that's the one so that's basically it for him with the wedding bands now with Teresa, she's wedding dress shopping her daughter kind of mentions like she wants to have this moment with her mom where she's able to put the veil on her the way that Teresa did for her before, um, when she was wearing dress shopping for herself. So she wants to have this moment with her. So before we hop into, um, you know, the actual wedding dress situation, we have Kathy and um, Susan here with us. Susan's going to be a reoccurring character. We'll get to that in a minute. So I'm very happy to see Susan because I've mentioned I love her. I love Susan. So Teresa shows up and yay. And the actual designers, I guess, of the, of the dress is there. I don't know who the fuck they are. But anyways, the first dress she puts on, I'm like, incredible. She looked beautiful. I thought it was an amazing dress. Finally, we have something that looks great. She's an amazing dress. The one thing that I noticed with the dress, which is why I'm happy she ended up picking the one she did pick, because it was very similar, was I noticed the top of it, because it was sleeveless, um, the top of it kind of went a little too high on the chest. So I think like it just, unless they could tailor that, it wouldn't have looked good. So then she ends up picking another dress, which, come on, we all know they've probably already picked this dress before, and this is like, this is already tailored and everything is good to go. But the Jana's picking another dress that has like these sleeves, these lace sleeves. You can wear them on the shoulder, you, where she ends up doing, kind of going ahead a little bit, what she ends up doing is she actually like has it just hanging off the shoulder. It's perfect. Um, it's the same silhouette 
as a last dress. The only thing is that the the top part isn't as high up on the chest, so it suits her. The train, I think, was a little shorter as well, so it wasn't too overpowering, but it was a beautiful dress, and I thought she looked incredible. 10 out of 10. She looked, she looked incredible. And I love that her hair was a little lighter as well. Her nail polish was silver. She looked, she looked great. Um, but when she came down to do the second dress, or the second dress, she's like, Kathy, I need your help. Can you zip this for me? Because, you know, I can't zip it. <laughs> I see what you did there, Teresa. It was good. It was good. <laughs> um, so yeah, that basically that experience but then we kind of go to this restaurant or some kind of diner type situation that kind of look more like a diner um and it's just gary Teresa, and susan and gary kind of explains to us here that you know we're all kind of a family after this journey all of the women and me Teresa, we're all close and then they end up asking Susan can will would you officiate our wedding because Teresa also explains which yes this did happen you forget this because it's a minor detail but she says like when I had my first stage Susan helped me get ready she was doing my hair um so she's kind of always been a support and I think for Gary which again a minor detail we don't remember but yes this all happened is he says like when every rose ceremony do you remember what you would do and she does it where she kind of puts like her fist over her heart you know and he's like every time you would do that it would just give me a calm so i think with those two things in mind this is why they picked her and i was shocked by this and i was like oh my god this oh I was getting emotional. I don't know about anybody else, but I was getting emotional. I'm like, oh. but yeah, that's kind of that scene. Um, so then we're back with Jesse and we're with Brayden and Christina Mendrell. Now, guys, I guess I was living under a rock because I didn't know they were a thing. I think I briefly heard that they were a thing and I just kind of got out my mind after that because... I think I read an article very recently and I'm like, oh, they're a thing. Okay, cool. Now, for those who don't know who Christina Mandrell is, if you're not a country person like me, um, the reason she uses her last fucking name is because her mom is famous. So um, Mandrell sisters, I think it is their country group. I don't fucking know. Anyways. She was on Zach's season. She was a little problematic on play, on on Zach's season, so she didn't last very long. Even though they seemed to be going in the right direction, and then it all fell apart. Um, and obviously we know who Brayden is at this point. It hasn't been too long that we should have known who Brayden is. <laughs> but their thing, great. I'm happy proud for them. And they're kind of talking about like, you know, do you guys like? exchange earrings and shit like that she's like yeah you know we have a lot like we have things that are coming up he doesn't know about it like he doesn't know yet and then i'm i'm realizing as we're kind of going on i'm like girl 
he got a bigger surprise for you. And he ends up saying, you know what, Jesse? You know, I think he had the mic. He's like, can you hold this? And he's like, I have something for you. And we see him go into like a pocket or whatever. And you're like, oh shit, oh shit. He's about to propose. And he gets down on one knee and I'm like, oh my God, he's proposing. He's proposing. He proposed to her. And I'm like, oh, I was shocked. It was at this point, like, I guess I'm covering the show as a full recap because my God, I wasn't expecting this at all. First of all, A, we all remember who Brayden is here during charity season. You were like, really, dude? Are you really ready for something like this? And it kind of kind of saw the switcheroo a little bit when he was on BIP. He felt kind of bad for him. At the same time, just like, you know, but everything happens for a reason. You know what I mean? I just wasn't expecting this. And it's not like he's with someone who's, you know, going to play games or whatever. Christina's a mom, right? So he's in it. But she does say yes. She was obviously shocked and he's engaged. Congratulations. I was shocked. Um, he does, at some point it is mentioned that he did ask Gary and Teresa if this was okay, for which they said yes. So that's that. Congrats. Moving on. So we have another scene and it's now the bachelorette party. We have Faith, Ellen, Susan, and Sandra, uh, as well as Teresa, obviously, um, at the bachelorette party. They end up bringing her a gift that was off her Amazon wedding registry. It's champagne flutes. I don't, I think, yeah, there are flutes on classes and flutes are so different, but I think the right term would be to use flutes. Um, and they're like, let's test the flutes out now. And I'm like, do you want to run it through a dishwasher or, you know, soap and water? I don't know. Whatever. Moving on though. Teresa has a surprise for the women. And that surprise is this. She gives this explanation first, though. She says, listen, when I walked out at the limo the first night wearing nothing but my birthday suit, she was wearing a, <laughs> a, a nude bodysuit. But nonetheless, she's like, I felt empowered. So because she felt this empowerment, she suggests let's do a boudoir shoot. Ellen is losing her fucking mind because she's like, listen, I, I love intimacy. I like it. It's great. But she's she just doesn't necessarily want to put her intimacy out there on camera for the world to see. Anyway, they go and they pick out what they're going to wear. And everyone looked great. I wish Ellen pushed the envelope a little bit. But she still looked great. I wish she pushed the envelope a little bit more. Because everyone else did. But she didn't. Um, I thought... The faith girl. The boobs are out. She looked... She looked up in some young women. I'm like, damn girl. She's got it all. She's got it all. She really does. Getting around fucked up. But anyways... You know, he, for him, he didn't fuck up. This is what he wanted. Great. But my God, girl looks fucking fantastic. 
Anyway, Sandra, she, Sandra, my girl, my girl, she says to the photographer, listen, I'm going to pretend you're Denzel, okay? So everything I'm doing, I'm doing it for Denzel. And she's like, I have so many thoughts about Denzel. Do you want to hear them? I don't know what the fuck she said, but she says something. And I'm just like, Sandra, everything got bleeped. I don't know what the fuck she said. I don't know what she said, but I don't know what she said. Anyways, after the boudoir shoot, they start doing a never have I ever. Remember? And Susan says, never have I ever had a lap dance and in walks Chippendales. We have all of these. That black guy looked real good. Ooh. Anyways, we have Chippendales in the house. Chippendales dancer says, yo, these 70-year-old women have more freaking energy than some people my age. I mean, damn. And it was a lot of fun. You have the lights and shit. It was great. So then we are back from that. We're with Jesse and Sandra's here. And Sandra, he's like, I don't even want to ask what you were saying when it came to Denzel. But anyways, um, but, but Sandra has a guest with her. She has a date. She has a plus one. And that is one of the Chippendales dancers. His name is Shylon. And she introduces us to his roommates, which was his eight pack or six pack. I don't know what the fuck, but he, a pack. And uh, yeah, that's basically that. Um, we have another scene where Kathy steals Dalton. Charity is not happy. Gary and Teresa. We have another scene where they have a moment right before the wedding, like the, the, the night before the wedding. This was the scene that I'm not going to talk about because it's just them, you know, talking about the wedding and shit. Anyways, move on. Then when the wedding actually is starting, um, his grandkids looked amazing in their dresses. Now, that's a fucking dress. Maybe the color could have been a teeny tiny darker, but that's okay. I liked the style of the dress and I thought they looked incredible in it. Why couldn't we do something similar for the kids? I don't know. But anyways, um, then we're just going to skip past the kids and go right to Teresa. She looks amazing in her dress. Obviously, we've seen the dress already. She looked great. She had the only thing that I wanted to say, I feel like, I feel like if you do something normal with your hair, like for you, if it's like for you, what's normal is having your hair down, or if what normal is for you is having your hair up, I feel like you should do a opposite of what is normal for you. Although her hair looks great, I'm not saying it didn't. I just feel like because we've always seen her hair down, it would have been nice to see her hair on like an updo or maybe a half do. I don't know what would have looked good for her, but maybe it's also because her face is so small. Maybe this would have made her face look smaller if she had an updo. But you could have had some hair falling down and shit, you know? I just think like for me, my, I mean, I've kind of done both ways for, well, obviously. I had a wedding, but my hair was down for my wedding because that's not a normal, typical thing for me. My hair is always up. Black girl problems. It's just my hair is natural, so it can't always be down unless I'm actually hot ironing my hair, which I don't do all the time. So my hair is always up. Otherwise, it would be a big poof ball. But I feel like if you do something your everyday look is your hair one way, your hair should go another way because it might just, you know, 
That's the only critique I have. Otherwise, she looked great. Um, so then we kind of get into the actual wedding itself. So Susan, as our officiant, says, for those of you who don't know me, how? I'm Susan. I'm the quiet, shy one. <laughs> yeah, right. Anyways, she says, I met Gary and I yelled at him while coming out of the limo, Gary, I'm going to marry you. And who knew? That was true, just in a different capacity, but that's exactly what's happening. And she says, if someone would have told me I was going to officiate the first golden wedding and he wasn't marrying me, yeah, that that's probably right. <laughs> she had jokes. I thought she was a great officiant. So then she's like, let's you know, we get kind of get into it and both of their kids come forward and say some words for them. I'm not going to go into everything that they said, but it was very heartfelt on, on all their ends. So it was great. We uh, come back from commercial and they do their vows, which surprisingly enough, Gary was not crying to an extent that I thought that he would have, but their vows were heartfelt. Again, I'm not going to go through every little piece of that. It was heartfelt. It was great. It was emotional. Um, so, yeah. Um, then her grandson comes forward because he's the ring bearer. And the rings are tied on, like, the pillow. And they're trying to get the rings off the pillow. But whoever the fuck tied these rings to the fucking pillow really get tied them to the fucking pillow because everyone was struggling to untie them from the fucking pillow. And Susan's like, are you fucking punking me? What's happening? So eventually though, they do get the rings off the fucking pillow and where they need to be. So, um, they exchange rings and that's basically it. They are married officially. Yay! Okay. So now it's the reception. We're going to only be here for like five minutes, basically. Um, and Charity and Dalton end up announcing that they will be getting married in the fall of 2025. So a little long engagement, which I think is definitely the best way to go. And uh, that's when they're going to be getting married. So we see Ben and Leslie keeping to their word and dancing on the dance floor. Um, then officially, let's here comes the bride and the groom. They're coming out, doing their walkout. Um, Teresa wanted to kind of groove down the aisle, you can tell. But Gary was just 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 not reading the the, the the vibe anyways um then we are at this kind of stage um but Teresa is going to throw the bouquet now so she does it and basically everyone kind of seems to get a little piece of the bouquet um Joan gets some, this person named Anna. Who the fuck is Anna? But she gets some. Um, 
Kathy got some. So everyone got a little bit of the bouquet. So we'll see what happens from that. Um, then we probably we end up ending off the show. What I would say is the worst fucking rendition of Don't Stop Believing. Um, and this fucking guy, this fucking rando, which he looked familiar, but I don't know who the fuck he is. He did look familiar though, but he kind of says what he's saying. And he's like, I love this song. Then he starts like singing the song. And then at one point he's like, Gary, catch me. And I'm just like, what the fuck? It was the weirdest shit. Like he's been drinking a lot. And then he went up there and saying, don't stop believing the worst fucking rendition of it. Cause it was horrible. And yeah. Um, but that's it. And, uh, you know, just kind of says, thank God my wife didn't go into labor, honey, I'm coming home. And, uh, that's it. That's the end of the golden wedding. So the next, the new season of the bachelor with Joey starts on January 22nd, which of course we will be covering. Um, but that's it. That's it until then. This was, I thought the wedding was great. It was better than I thought it would be. I mean, obviously, I think we can all agree where my head was at during the show. I didn't want Teresa to be the one, but at the end of the day, she was the one, at least the one with the money, if anything. Um, So I wish them all the best. I'm going to try not to make that Sean's Robinson style, but I wish you the best. And uh, yeah. That's it. So, again, just as a reminder, the few changes happening with the podcast, which was mentioned during the Single Life episode, by now some of the changes have already have gone into effect. So, yeah. So, if you like what you heard, please rate and review the podcast on either Apple Podcasts or Spotify. Don't forget, we are going to read those five-star reviews um, again, I want to thank those who have rated five stars um, so far. I greatly appreciate it. Let's keep it going. And don't forget, we are on all of your favorite podcast apps at this point. But again, if there is an app where you don't have us or me, <laughs> let me know and I will work on getting it on your favorite podcast app. Don't forget, we also have YouTube where you can listen to these episodes. That is at Reality Tea Times 2 on YouTube. And you can connect with us by going to Facebook or Instagram at Reality Tea Times 2. And TikTok, Reddit, Twitter at Reality Tea Times 2 Pod. You can also email us at Reality Tea Times 2 at hotmail.com. And don't forget, we have our website, and that is at solo.to forward slash reality tea times two. And I also have my other podcast with my friend Mikkel called Next Take Podcast, which you can listen to by either going to our website at solo.to forward slash next take podcast, or you can go to YouTube and we can go to Next Take Podcast there. But that is it for now. Thanks, guys. Bye.